you the chase, okay? What are you guys selling? You're drowning and I throw you a life jacket. Would you grab it? Yes, good. Pick up 200 shares. I won't let you down. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Ask them how they'd like to see 30, 40% returns. What are they going to say? No? I don't want to see those returns. Where's the money, Lebowski? You're going to make a lot of money, right? Be aggressive. Learn how to push. Show them a 3% return. I'll trust you to watch his kids for the weekend. I'm a big fan of money. Move around. Motion creates emotion. I did not know that. That's it. I'm done. One with Big Section Jacks. Up to Mama Smith. Weber on the board. SP Futures up five. NASA Futures down eight. Dow Futures up 102. So we got a for a mixed morning. We were down yesterday, but not near as much as we were up the last two days. I understand we have Mr. Lou, Professor Lou. You're a, you used to teach in law school, so are you an official professor, or are you just like a adjunct kind of guy? No, I'm a junk. I'm a junk professor. Right. I'm a junk professor. Well, you know, that's uh, that'll work. I mean, uh, yeah, it's better than me. Yeah, well, it's uh, intellectual intellectual wreckage. Um, <laughs> that's what I specialize in. <laughs> God, what? Uh, so what's what's going on? We have the market kind of going goofy. We had the politics going kind of goofy. Uh, I was out with uh, judges and attorneys last night. Got interesting view of the world as usual. Um, the uh, talking about the new uh, law here regarding bail and everything, uh, and how it's so. And part of it's part of it's unconstitutional, and part of it is uh, uh, against some. Illinois actually has a a rule which we found out when we had. Uh, that was his name, uh, Manny. It was, uh, the senator uh, it was on. Oh, I'm going batty on names. The guy we used to have on before he, before he quit. Oh, Matt Murphy? Yeah, Matt Murphy. He and, wasn't uh, a senator. State senator. Okay. Um, so he has a real senator. He's, you know, state senator. He said Illinois has a, well, I think it's a law that they passed. That, uh, uh, it's, it's what, one one reason? Is it one, one reason, one uh, one bill, Matty, something like that? And this thing's like 700 pages long. There's all kinds of crap in it. I mean, it... it the law is a good law too. I mean, the, yeah. I- the idea that you know, if you want to pass something, you can't cram cram in you know five hundred other things that you've been trying to get passed for the last five years. It's one one law, one bill. Um, I like that. Yeah, well, evidently they kind of blew that away here. But uh, anyway, um, so it's kind of an interesting uh, discussion. Is obviously that's one of the biggest uh, the biggest deals going on in our in our state election and. Uh, so I don't know. So, so is this? Are we talking about the? Are we talking about the law that's going to go into effect on on uh, in January that uh, eliminates uh, a bail requirement to Cash release bill. people convicted of fairly serious offenses or, or indicted or, or charged well, it, with very, it, fairly it, serious offenses? It, yeah, it stops cash bail, but it it does not say as much as the the people on the on the right want have you to say, but it does not say. That, that more people got to be let go. So depending on on your view of the system, and my, my guys that are in the system constantly, defense attorneys and judges, will lead you to believe that more people are just not going to get out. That, that would be the, I mean, I mean that's the flip side of it. I, I, when I saw the original language of the, of the act, my, my first reaction was, why are they eliminating this, this sort of, Staggered system of bail, or an all-or-nothing approach. Either, either you can, you know, you, either you're locked up with no bail for offenses that that would normally have, you know, have, have gotten a, a, a you know, intermediate or high level of, of bail required, 
or uh, you're either locked up for that stuff, or you're allowed to go free. And and I mean, given given the bias in, in implicit or inherent in the system, um, I, I I would think that you would see a lot of people locked up. I mean, I, I know that I know that a number of organizations are keeping track of how many how many murders are being committed or attempted murders being committed by people in Chicago who have been. Uh, you know, because of, because of the policies of your state's attorney, have been released with no bail for very dangerous offenses. Well, there's a lot of stuff that me, you elect you elect your judges. So it would seem to me that if you're if you're a judge running for election, you know every every guy that you you turn back loose on the street who who commits an offense is is just one more one more reason not to be not to get a vote. Well, not only that, uh, I just got an email like a week ago from. Somehow or another, I'm on Lori Lightfoot's list. So everything she thinks about it, I get an email about it. And now she's, uh, in her attempt to, well, to, to be elected again, which they all are, uh, she now is going to try and take, uh, keep track of judges that let people out too easily so she can target them on the retention ballot. So this thing, this thing is, is all over the place, Lou. It's, it's almost like a cartoon. <laughs> I mean, the, what diff- different stories come from different sides, but I, th- I think the whole idea, first of all, this all came, from what I understand, it totally came out of the Black Caucus. Now, you know, would there, could there even be a White Caucus? I doubt it. But anyway, there's a Black Caucus. And, uh, well, there is a, there is, there is, there is a White Caucus, but, but they, meet, they meet in secret and, and you know, where where face where face coverings and yeah well <laughs> some other some other things well I mean clearly if 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 two people are in, in the current system land in a spot with the exact same crime and they have the exact same issue with being in society and one person can make bail and the other one can't because he's got a richer family or has money there's there's a problem with that I mean I always thought there was somewhat of a problem with cash with cash bail but but the idea is if your parents come up with the dough and they got to go to a bail bondsman that somehow there's there's two layers of people that will at least try and attempt to get you there for court now whether it'll be successful or not who the hell knows but uh but yeah if it ever if it's ever even Steven the idea that somebody with dough gets out and somebody else has to sit there and of course now because of the COVID they didn't have jury trial for pushing two years I think or if they did they have very many so people have been sitting there for like a real long time so I mean, there's, there's a million <laughs> it's, it's never just one item right there's always a million things that come together for these these things that you know these fights in society so yeah I mean if, if it's if I'm if if one guy can come up with 10 grand and be out for two years and the other guy's sitting in jail for two years because he can't come up with it for the exact same crime but the question is how, how often you know <laughs> I don't know how many, how many how many rich people go out carjacking. I mean, I, I suppose there's one or two somewhere. It's not like the, the rich people can't be crooks; they sure can. But I don't know that it's the same deal. I mean, how, how many murders are, are being committed by uh, you know people like you and me? Not, not a whole hell of a lot. I mean, it's just you know. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how the whole, the whole thing doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Now, maybe somebody should sit down and say somewhere between the right to a speedy trial and this and that and the other place. There's another. There's another way we can go on this in a whole different direction, but well, this, this it, seems it, like some half-ass way of. Is not this. Is not the bail issue a symptom, at least the way it's being argued, a symptom of the real problem, which is we've got 
we've got a, a court system that can't, you know, for whatever reason, can't or won't process these cases quickly enough. Well, the the reason that's, for is that, that is the reason. Well, no, I I, I actually the, the group that I I hang at their table one night a week. Um, and you know, and they're not feeding me any inside information. They never would. No attorney would. But it comes down to you, the, the whole the whole system that you know that we sort of count on on TV and everything else is totally broken. I mean, Kim Fox doesn't want to keep losing case after case because, and from what my buddy tells me, or buddies, if you don't have videotape or you don't have DNA, nobody wants to prosecute because if it's two years out. The witnesses aren't there. Nobody, nobody shows up. You, 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 all they do is lose, and then they don't, and they don't want to do that. So I mean, you, I mean, the, the reason why these people aren't arrested, the reason why they're not prosecuted, is because they can't win, because nobody will testify. You know, this, the police work, I guess, is sloppy. I mean, they're not, they're not just idiots letting everybody out in the street. Like everybody seems to think they are. I mean, I, I don't. I, at least I hope not. I mean, I don't think Kim Fox is an idiot. I mean. I mean, I think if she could prosecute somebody, she would. I mean, I, I've never met the lady, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, I well, uh, let, let's start. Let's start with. She came into office, and, and a number of these the DAs in, in places like LA, where they recalled the guy, uh, and, or where they tried to recall the guy, and San Francisco, where they did recall the guy, and and Boston, and Philly, and New York. A lot of these DAs came into office with. The, I mean, they were all funded out of the same fund, uh, political fund, they all came to office with the same goal, which was there are too many people in jail. So rather than looking at an, of a certain demographic in jail, and so rather than looking at the crimes and trying to figure out are these people properly in jail or not, they, they did the functional equivalent of saying, well, we're not having enough kids pass these tests, so we're just going to lower the, we're going to lower the grade required to pass. And, and they decided they campaigned on and executed a, a pattern of not charging people for certain types of crimes. They eliminated certain types of crimes from, from the, the books, and they just said, we're not going to prosecute other types. And that, that was, what a lot of these people campaigned on, and that's that's what's come in. The the problem, as as a devoted disciple of the broken window school of policing that I am, the problem is that when you don't, you're not picking up these guys, or it's you know it's mostly guys. You're not picking up these guys for for the the offenses for which you catch them. That is the the low level robberies and and you know smash and grab shoplifting and things like that. When you're not arresting them and holding them for that, they go out and tend to commit go out go out and tend to commit even greater crimes, or they're already in the middle of committing larger crimes. You just happen to catch them on the smaller one, and it's resulted in an explosion of of criminal activity in places like San Francisco, LA, as I as I just said, and Chicago's one of them. Well, I could, I could so the, the history of this issue. So, so the issue the issue then becomes, you know, much like the the gun initiative that I've talked about on on the air many times from about ten years ago, when um, Emanuel tried to put a tried to push through a a rider in Illinois State Court or Illinois uh, the Illinois State Legislature saying, look, we've got too many shooters on the streets. I want to put a five year a five year kicker 
on on anybody who is commits a crime with a with an illegal firearm, and and you know the the uh, black caucus of Chicago aldermen came to him and said, "We're not doing that, and we can't support it, and we won't support it, and we won't support you because that's just going to mean a, a bunch of young black men in jail." Um, well, then, and, yeah. and, you know, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, this 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 actually this happened, and and it, it's a fascinating trade-off to to watch communities who are ravaged by this kind of crime, and yet will keep electing the people who will not just steadfastly not deal with it. Well, there's there's a million. I mean, if you if oh, if you lived here your whole life, there's a million a million arrows firing into this 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 uh, you know. This this fire. Uh, when I was uh, on the trading floor early on, I uh, fortunately for me, I got to the trading floor a little bit uh, uh, older than most, and, uh, and I never was involved in any of the. You know, I was. I like the tip of glass because it's a vice I can control and never had a problem with it. I didn't. I was one of those guys that walked down and picked up vices till you found one you couldn't control type of thing. Um, but there was. All kinds of coke on the trading floor and the bars, anywhere you went, you know right where it was. Never once did I see anybody arrested, and maybe somebody did, maybe at a local bar somewhere or something. I'm sure they were out the next day. Yet county jail was jammed with black people and misdemeanor uh, possession charges. So to say that there was no disparity there because they couldn't make bail and so forth. It is not true. There, there was now whether it still is, <clears throat> but I mean, it's not. It's not like there isn't some truth to all of this stuff. There is. Well, it, it, it's the truth. So, so this is this is the argument. You know, you're, you're in a little bit of a chicken and an egg situation. Well, absolutely. The, the the issue the issue is is economic class. Poor, oh yeah, oh yeah. Poor, I, I, con- the, if yeah. you're poor, you're, you're more likely to commit crime. And and or you're and you're also more likely to be the victim of a crime. It, it, criminal activity in those in those neighborhoods runs rampant. And in in the U.S., we have you know a substantial uh, a substantial bias in economic class, if you will, in favor of certain groups and disfavoring other groups. The the irony is that for the last. 50 years, certainly since you and I have been alive, Chief, that that disparity has been been closing, you know, or was closing rapidly and has diversified dramatically from a predominantly white, you know, upper class kind of structure to a, a, a class structure that is mixed up now with, with you know, again, mainly because of the result of our immigration policy with a, a huge number of, you know, Asian and Central Asian and, you know, Indian and Pakistani and, and Chinese and, and, you know, and to, to a lesser extent, you know, Hispanic and, and others coming in, but seems to not have really touched the African-American community very effectively. The, the irony is that, if, for example, if, if black immigrants coming from you know, places like Jamaica or Nigeria or, or other parts of, of Africa uh, seem to do better in the United States than, than you know, if you look at them by the demographic. Than yeah, the, I, don't, I don't get the whole idea that people talking about all these, the crime from people coming in from 
the, the border, I, I mean, I, I don't live in El Paso, so I don't know, but I tell you what, <coughs> there's none of that here. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> 85% of the burgers here are black people that have lived here for a while. It has nothing to do with anybody coming across yeah. the border. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it, it, and I don't I don't have a I don't have a good answer I don't have a good a good explanation, but but regardless it it to me it's economic class, and that's that's what's driving it. And until until our political structure is willing to do this, and willing to sit back and say okay we're not we're going to discount race, we're going to look at economic class, and let's try to figure out how to deal with the economic class issues that are driving these things. But but the but the first thing, Chief, I think that has to be done, you know, it, the fundamental the fundamental uh, goal, the fundamental duty of every political entity is to provide physical security for its I, population. I, I'm absolutely with you a little bit. It, again, this yeah. is one of those things where, on every, every level, uh, there's no matter what level, it's like a you know, it's like the three piece chessboard that Spack and Kirk used to play on. If if you're if you're a, a George Soros, and I, I'm not accusing him because I don't know, I don't know the man, but the story is he gave money to Kim Fox and all these other people. All right, well, if I'm living in Bermuda, I was just reading some stuff yesterday. I was digging through my, I'm cleaning up in my office, uh, Louis. I'm finding some things that are incredibly uh, uh, stuff from when Manny and I started the show that are, are still relevant today about economic uh, all, growth. All, can I have your old playboys? Oh God. <laughs> I actually have, I actually have about. Uh, I really miss, I really miss walking in there to the to the Stocks and Jocks World Headquarters Breakfast Buffet. Oh yeah, and, and just wondering what was buried in those piles behind me. Um, behind you, not that much. Behind me is where all the good stuff is. The uh, anyway, so but but you look at the 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 economic growth in the forties, fifties, and sixties, and how every class of society grew together, and after that, only one class has grown, the top one percent, the last twenty five years, but. I mean, you look at, if, if you're a George Soros and you look at, now, you and I, if somebody steals, like poor Maddie got his converter stolen last week out of Jill's car, or somebody who hijacks somebody, you and I say, get that get that bleep and bleep off the friggin' streets, will you? I don't want him hijacking me or shooting my girlfriend or wife. You know, there's no doubt that that is our reaction, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. That person obviously doesn't know how to behave himself. He, he can't be out there with people. I mean, I, I don't have any issue with that. Yet, if you look at, uh, say, you are George Soros or somebody like that, and you're in Bermuda, where the hell the guy lives, and you sit there and go, "Okay, America has the biggest problem with crime, other than like Venezuela or someplace, of any 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 real country in the world," and they have also ten times as many people in jail as any other country in the world. Clearly, incarceration at that level is not the solution because it's not; it, it doesn't appear to be. So, I mean, I can see where they're coming from, too, don't you? I mean, it's not like, I mean, I mean, how is it that we have ten times more people incarcerated than anybody else, and by the way, our crime rate's still twice as high, or more ten times as high? I mean, something's wrong. I mean, how many... Yeah, how many? I, 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 in any event, I, I, this, is a, this is a discussion we've, we've had many times. The, the political will to, to deal with this is is undercut by the political reality that a significant number of people do not want you to deal with it, and they're and they're or or are unwilling to change their votes or to do what it takes to to bring in a true a true reformer. Um, and and I, again, I hearken back to to one of my favorite case studies, uh, uh, 
lease, the the police superintendent that was brought in as an outsider in Chicago to fix a a terribly dysfunctional police culture. And they're still terribly Um, dysfunctional. Yeah, well, I mean, mean, he comes in, he comes in, he starts shaking things up, he, he leads. He leads one of the most successful anti-gang uh, police prosecutions in in history in Chicago, and and as soon as soon as a new mayor can get in, and as soon as the police union can can, can get a new mayor in, he's he's fired, um, and, and and you know because the political will, as I said, and, and the understanding that what this guy was doing was working. Um, it, it stomped on a lot of it stomped on a lot of people's uh, fingers, and, and he broke a lot of china in the in the uh, in the restaurant. Um, I mean, with respect to the gang stuff, for God's sake, Chief, you have Chicago aldermen who are either dating active gang members or or put them on their staff. Oh God, yeah, without a doubt. And and and, and so and so this guy comes in to clean it up to to, to deal with. The murder rate in Chicago, which was skyrocketing because of gang warfare, and and to, to decapitate this this criminal these criminal structures, he does that, and then is promptly fired. It, it, it's a it's a classic example, uh, and and so, you know, to, to a certain extent, people get the government they deserve, and and I that's that's part of what's happening in Chicago. Well, I think you and I always come at stuff different directions. I always try and come at it, well, my training is to come at it from the economic side. And I think a lot of what is sort of wrong is is, is people don't know how to, to account for things or don't want to or ignore stuff. I'll give you an example of, I would say that the, uh, uh, right now, one of the one of the sheriffs a long time ago, I've told this story, I was going down to breakfast on Saturday morning at the crack of dawn, they're interviewing the, the uh, sheriff, and he goes, well, everybody, the average reading uh, level in county jail is like 7th grade so when people leave it's really not a shock to me that they come back. They have no skill and they have no education whatsoever, not even high school degree. So it's not a shock when they come back. So Now, to change that, to put some kind of a school someplace in place or you know, have a, a, an auto repair facility where you can get your oil changed I mean, somewhere along the line where people have some skills, which by the way in Nevada is a real big deal they make sure nobody comes out of jail without some kind of a skill or a chance to get a job. Um, I don't know about everybody. I don't know the full, but I've seen TV stuff about it. And uh, But here, they don't do any of that. Now, I think, Lou, that if you actually did a study properly, you might find out that the money you spend to do that in the jail is more than worth it for people not coming back. Just like, I mean, if you were to take... I'm absolutely convinced, without without any numbers, that if you were to take the... Uh, amount of money um, that you make on gambling in this state, and if you total it up against all the families that have gotten busted up, and all the stuff that the gambling has caused, especially in the lower classes, the people in the lotto that could have money and don't because they spend it all on the lotto, I would say that you're 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 net negative on a lotto in the state if you count it all up. And I, I will bet you the same thing will happen with this marijuana stuff. Every driving around stone, the amount of accidents, the amount of stuff on the expressways, the amount of money going for that. At the end of the day, I'll bet it's a net negative for the state. They don't want to come. I would, I would say, I would say here in Colorado, that is is likely true, and that's another topic for discussion: is is the impact of 
and, and I think I think people here are starting to realize it the, the, it, the terrific and horrific impact of marijuana availability to teenagers and young and young people, especially young men, in the form of this highly addictive, much stronger type of stuff that is is being marketed versus the you know the street stuff that you you know might we got or our friends got back in the sixties and seventies. But that's a separate discussion. I agree with you. But I, I, but I mean they, they don't they don't want to total it up. Nobody no. wants to. Because, I mean, it, it goes down with my, my economic theme of the last several weeks. Patty hasn't been forced to listen to it, but somehow or another, w- when we get to situation, I mean, I, yesterday we were, we got a couple minutes before break. We, we're, we're, I think, Lou, somehow or another, I can't put my finger on it. I'd love to have you guys one day, we'd all, all write a book together on all different topics, you know, we'd pick a topic and everybody have their, their, their clue on it, but something is really wrong when you have a, a, you know, an inflation issue like we have. This is just one I pulled out of the air. And yet for the last two days, we're essentially performing oral sex on United Airlines and Procter & Gamble because they were able to raise prices high enough where they were able to maintain and even increase their margins. So on one hand, we're, we're saluting the people that are raising prices. And on, the other, on the other hand, we're, 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 uh, we're, we're damning the inflation. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> are we on, are we on Mars or what are we doing here? I mean, I, sh- I should be in my business. I should be saluting a, a company that does well. And in fact, now I'm sitting there going, okay, that bank made a lot of money. Well, they're screwing somebody. They're paying somebody no interest, and when inflation rates eight percent, they're screwing. The only reason why they're making money is because they're screwing somebody. This this isn't growth. This isn't the the U.S. of 1947 to 1980, where every single class. Was up was up you know twenty percent in, in in income. This this isn't this isn't the America I know. This is whenever somebody's a winner, somebody else is a loser. This this isn't right. Or well, and, and and this this goes back and, and I will cut to the break. But this goes back to your, your our rent seeking discussions about really effective a really effective leader uh, business leader in this environment is somebody who gets a law passed to help his business yeah. or her business. Well, yeah, I mean I, this whole thing with I, I w- at the end of the day. And I mean, this is maybe something, you know, if you had any spare time. At the end of the day, somebody, you know, it has to be 20 years from now, somebody has to write a book about the, in, the infiltration of the Pfizer influence into the last two years in the federal government, how it ended up with only the seven companies that got the money for vaccines. Only one or two or three even got approved. The rest of them got cast out. And there was never, what's the, why do we need an emergency authorization for the, for the fourth firm when we already have one or two? I mean, there's, this, this, is, this stinks to the core, Lou. It absolutely stinks to the core. And, and where are all these people are getting all this money now? The thing I sent around yesterday, Wall Street Journal, or is it the Washington Post? A big investigation of how many people inside the government, especially in the CDC and all these places. It was the, were, it was the, Wall, Street, it was the Wall Street Journal. They were, and, they're, and yes. They're, 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 get a little of this, man. They're, they're all trading drug stacks as, 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 as they know what's going on internally. Lou, how are these people not fired? What, what are they? Fire up! I would fire them, and they would lose all their pension. I mean, am I being too hard? Uh, I, I, you, you and I, you and I, had this discussion about the about corporate misconduct. And as I've said repeatedly, if you want to stop insider trading, you want to stop this kind of thing, you have to start sending people to jail. Well, firing them without a pension is a start. It's better than just let them hang there. SP yep. futures up eight, yep, and SP futures down four. Be right back, stacks and jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? 
Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage health care costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630-401-8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation in human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Stocks, jocks, Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello, Oak Bay Stacks and Jacks. I'm Tom Alman, Smith Weber on the board. SP Futures up 7. NZ Futures down 8. Dow Futures up 144. Individual stacks in the Dow that are causing this. CVX, at Chevron, Texaco up 194. IBM up uh, earnings last night. They're up 4 bucks. Well, 399. Call that 4 bucks. Uh, as they said, they got, they upgraded their guidance going forward. So IBM, which usually gets its butt kicked every earnings, is actually up this time. Uh, but still, at 126, I don't know. Where exactly IBM's going? Didn't really go anywhere in a long time. Over in Europe, we've got DAX down 38.3 percent, FTSE down 10. I'm sorry, up 10.1 percent. CAC around up 23.4. So, so far a very slow day. We've had some wild ones, but today not so much. Over in Asia, a little more. Nikkei down 250. It's a full 1 percent. Shanghai down 9.3 percent. Hang Seng down 231. It's 1.4 percent. 16,280. Looking like maybe tomorrow. Who knows? Could be under 16,000. I don't know where the hell the bottom is in that thing. I, well, I hope somebody's not trying to buy it. Uh, yesterday, Dow was down 99.99. Not 100, but 99.99. S&P down 24. NASDAQ down 91. So we had a, well, somewhat of a minor down day after two big up days. Uh, bonds, 10-year unchanged, but still 4.13. Very high. Uh, big big move in the bonds down yesterday. Uh, Bund up three basis points, 2.40. Again, I, I, won't, I won't bore anybody with the calculator again today, but if you bought those bonds at negative interest rate or even zero, and now they're trading 2.4, they look pretty sick in your portfolio in terms of mark-to-market. Uh, Japan down one basis point, 0.25. We've got oil, because of Chevron Texaco up so much, 
We suspect oil is up, and it is. One point four dollar forty three eighty six ninety eight. Brent up a buck fifty seven ninety three ninety eight. Natural gas unchanged five forty six. The thing is down like forty five percent from its high. This is after the pipelines are getting cut off. After everything, that's a tough one to trade. Uh, gold up seven eighty sixteen forty two. Silver up thirty two cents eighteen sixty eight. Copper up six cents three thirty eight. Got Bitcoin up up five bucks, nineteen thousand two hundred seven. So kind of hovering at somewhat of an uncomfortable level. And we have the U.S. dollar. Uh, we have the, the euro is up today to up thirty seven basis points, point nine eight to the dollar. The pound um, virtually unchanged at one point one two. A lot of stuff, Matty. What do you got for us? Traffic, weather, sports, all kinds of sports. Thirty six minutes past the hour. Good morning to everyone out there. We have a couple of crashes to report already here on a Thursday morning. We'll start on the north side. There's a crash on the Kennedy outbound just before Costner Avenue, which is exit 43D. Apparently a car struck the wall. We assume the wall won that collision, but that's causing delays uh, as folks navigate around that. That's blocking the left lane on the outbound Kennedy just before Costner as you're heading out toward O'Hare. No issues on the inbound side. Edens looks okay, same for the Eisenhower. We do have a crash on the Stevenson. Uh, this is on the southbound side at Route 53. That's in Bolingbrook in that area, southwest suburbs. Also down south, there's a disabled vehicle on the I-294-80 Tri-State as you're heading uh, uh, southbound toward the Indiana border, which is actually kind of uh, eastbound as well on 80, uh, but it's listed as southbound here at Chicago Road. Uh, there's a disabled vehicle causing delays on the 294-80 uh, merge there uh, on the south side. Everything else all quiet out there. Weather today, uh, we warm up just a little bit, and then we'll be very warm uh, beginning Friday and through the weekend. We'll be in the 70s. But uh, uh, today, a high of 59, which will feel nice after a couple of cold days in a row. Right now, it's clear and 34, going up to a sunny high of 59 today. For our Phoenix listeners, partly cloudy skies with a high of 90. Right now, it's clear and 64. In sports, the Bulls uh, tipped off their uh, 2022-23 NBA season last night down in Miami, and they actually upset the Heat. Bulls were 8.5-point underdogs, and they beat Miami outright. 116-108 was the final. Bulls were playing without Zach Levine, without Lonzo Ball, and they still uh, beat a very good team on the road, 116-108. Suns opened their season as well with a two-point win over the Mavericks, 107-105. Major League Baseball playoffs, uh, the uh, championship series are underway for both leagues. Uh, The National League is now tied at 1-1 as the Padres rallied to beat the Phillies 8-5 in Game 2 to tie that series up at one game apiece. The Astros doubled up the Yankees in Game 1 of the ALCS 4-2. Lastly, Thursday night football tonight, it's uh, the Arizona Cardinals hosting the New Orleans Saints. Both teams are at 2-4. That game will kick off at 5.15 p.m. Phoenix time for our Phoenix listeners, 7.15 p.m. here in Chicago, and it's carried on Amazon Prime Video. The Cardinals are two-and-a-half-point favorites in that one, Chief. The uh, we, you're, you're a, Your favorite leader here, Lou, uh, <clears throat> this guy in Turkey, is just, despite a huge inflation over there, like, like you know, 50% or some massive number, um, has just decided to lower interest rates by... One and a half percent. That's that's a it's it's clear on how not to do monetary policy. So of course I I kick up the uh, uh, the turkey money supply. I, my 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 eyes, Lou. I can't even. There's so many zeros behind these. How many lira there are in the in the population? Let me see. Seven five zero. There's got to be ten or twelve zeros after the number. 
this must have been like the Italian letter back in the day. Anywhere from October 2021 to today, 22, they've gone from 400 bazillion zeros after it, say 420 bazillion zeros after it, to 740 bazillion zeros after it. So they've, their money supply is up, what what is that, 40-some percent in, in, in one year? And, then, and they think that their interest rates are, are too high? That's their problem? <clears throat> yeah. Where, what is with well, these idiots? So Turkey, and I'm, I'm not really qualified to talk on Turkey. I did, I did want to make a comment about, about the U.K., but Turkey, is, Turkey has been an economic basket case for a while. And, and you know, effectively a, effectively a dictatorship, notwithstanding oh, yeah. it's, it's, EU, it's EU membership. And, um, I, you know, you're, it's, it, it's, it's an interesting move because you have a regional, an entity, <clears throat> an entity that sees itself as a regional power trying to establish some, you know, some influence in the, in the Arab world and, and, you know, pushing, pushing try, influence to the Palestinians, pushing influence into the, into the Arab states, uh, with its, with its weapons and its, uh, you know, it's technology, and yet they cannot keep their economy. They cannot keep their economy solvent. Um, yeah, I, I just you wonder. They may not be touched as badly by the the energy issue as as Northern Europe, but you wonder what's coming for them this winter. Which, by the way, is um, is is a huge part of the, the current Russian strategy in in Ukraine. The comment of the day. We can I can throw out for you guys right now is what's happening in the UK, where it, the apparently the Prime Minister uh, Ms. Truss has now been given uh, something of an ultimatum, saying you've got a couple of hours to save your job, and if you don't, you're going to get a no confidence vote and, and forced out. So this will be another, you know, the, the government there has been in turmoil since Boris Johnson uh, resigned and, and was literally forced out. Um, and, and I just the comment of the day is this guy who just tweeted out something to the effect of, you know, another another government, uh, you know, more government turmoil and another gov- change in government leadership, and the question mark. And then he says, at least the Greeks and the Italians do this with decent cuisine. We've got baked beans on toast. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, it is it is stunning. I'm I'm sure that the if I look at the uh, the liberal side of the coin. I'll find something just as ridiculous, but I'm convinced that some of these people, these, 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 you know, right wing supply side people, I don't know where they've got it etched in their bones. I mean, here I've got a, well, I would say I'll dig it out, but I think I put it somewhere. Uh, in the last 30 years, uh, Lou, the the only people that have made any money in this country have been the top one percent. It's I mean, it's it's, it's absolutely spectacular. Even. If you take the top one percent out of the top twenty percent, the top twenty percent has only gone up like thirteen percent in income. Well, so, Tom, one of Tom, one of the great one of the great comments that uh, one of your folks made, and it may have been John, but one of your one of your folks made was was that the best thing that ever happened to him was the Barack Obama presidency. Yeah, oh yeah, because because it just and and you know those policies to to. The same extent continued under Trump, but but you know, following the following the crash of two thousand eight, um, the, the 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 next administration did nothing to deal with income inequality. Trump actually lowered income inequality, but but you know, it, it exploded under under Obama. 
I don't. I don't think and, it's exploded. Uh, Whoever, yeah. who's ever managing the economic part of this country, is clearly being run by whoever the hell it is, and it's it's not anybody we're electing. <laughs> I I, I'm, I don't know who it is. It might not be a person. It might just be a movement. I don't know what it is. But but the idea for with all the mess in Europe, for that lady to walk in and say. The the problem is 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 lowering taxes on rich people. What is she talking about? I mean, they may be. I don't even know anything about their tax stuff over there. But maybe they are too high, Lou. But how is that? What what are you doing? <laughs> how is that? Out of all the mess they have, how could that be? How could that rise to the top of the page? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I think that's I think that's a I think that's a legitimate question. I, I wanted I wanted just to raise a couple just a couple of points. These are these are short hits. Uh, first of all, there are areas in the Chicago or in the uh, Colorado mountains right now that are supposed to get 32 inches of snow this uh, this weekend. Jesus! So so winter winter is coming. We're we're hot right now. We're about 14, 10, 10 to 14 degrees above normal. But and that that will push your way. But uh, um, big big cool down next week, and I think the the first big snow of of uh, 2022 is coming in. The fall of 2022 is coming in this weekend. So. So that's a that's a positive. We sure hell need some rain. We need the water. Well, we sure as hell need some rain because the Mississippi River is like drying up for God's sake. I, so, and and that that could be another topic for discussion. I don't understand. I don't understand how, with the amount of water that has come and fallen in in the Midwest over the last, you know, for the start of this year, with the with the Lake Michigan being. What was it? Fifteen inches above. It's above it's, normal. it's way it's way down. Oh. It's way down from there. It is. It is. I, I mean, I don't understand how that is. That that river is managed, and I I don't I don't understand what the well they, you, know, they, the you can't it is. the uh, I don't think I mean I haven't got my drought map out in a while, but um, this would you know the weird part of this the last time this happened was it when was it Manny five six years ago eight years ago uh, that it got so low six months later they had their biggest flood ever where they had a let those floodgates right. out north of New Orleans. You know, there, I don't think there's been any rain in that whole like uh, Nebraska. I mean, Iowa. I mean, the the, the growing season, Iowa, Indiana, and, and Illinois. I mean, we're going to have bumper crops, so there's no drought there. But I don't think it's rained in the last month or so, kind of anywhere. So I'll bet the Ohio River has to be down too. The Missouri River has to be down. Those are the two big feeders. Um, whatever. It's it's low. I mean, it's, you know, it kind of gets yeah. <clears throat> the lowest time of the year anyway, but. <laughs> But it's a it's a huge we, we need we need, some, we need some water up in the in the mountains here and and so the snow will be uh, will will be welcome. Um, the other thing I wanted to just touch briefly on for our sports our sports minute is is the kind of crazy Dan Snyder witch hunt that's going on in uh, in Washington and and of course because it's going on in Washington it means it, it gets a lot more attention than it, than oh, it yeah. deserves. But, but for some reason, the ownership of an NFL franchise has become uh, a, a matter of federal legal interest to members of Congress and and you know the national press establishment. I I don't I don't understand why that would be an issue. Um, I don't. I, I mean, it's it sounds like a dysfunctional company, but and and the guy's unlikable. But I don't think that's a reason for for Congress to. To try to subpoena him and, and drag the NFL commissioner in. Well, we had a, uh, a huge talk about that yesterday with uh, Professor Russell, and it, it has to do with the fact that you have a you have a monopoly or you have an oligopoly or a cartel, whatever you want to call it, 
and, and these people are, are, are gifted essentially monopoly status and when they don't behave all of a sudden it becomes natu- national news I mean it's like the guy, I don't know, Matty, I don't know if you watched the uh, the Boston-Philadelphia uh, game the other night the first, the first basketball game where there was two of them the first night I watched some of it and uh, well the the guy, the, the the announcer, and you don't usually see this anymore because there aren't no Howard Cosells anymore. I don't, who's the who's the color guy in the in the Boston game? Stan Van Gundy, I believe. Um, okay, and he so he, <laughs> the guy says they're talking about Harden, and they go how he uh, he's only making sixty eight million dollars for two years because he he cut back and let some money for the team, so he took this sacrifice. <laughs> so it was Van Gundy. He goes, well, you know. You might want to go light with that because not a whole lot of our listeners are convinced that $34 million a year is a big sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the guy goes, well, clearly he did something for the team. And he goes, he goes no, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> Most people don't think that's a sacrifice. What are, you, what, are, what are you talking? The two of them like are going at it. So finally the guy goes, well, let's talk about something else. But he's like, what are you talking about? You, you lay off the $68 million for two years as being a sacrifice for playing basketball. I mean, I mean really? We all know that entertainment's a different class it always has been but, but you know I so when you when you read that kind of stuff or hear it the first thing in your mind is there's not enough basketball teams I mean, I mean for, as an economist like me it's like wait a minute it's too much money it, it's obviously you know last thing you want is is to have the owners deciding how many owners there should be like Milton Friedman used to talk all about as he never got anywhere with it is that the the the, the uh, AMA determined how many med schools there were well, that sucks. It has sucked for a hundred years. I mean, I mean, it, well, I mean it, the idea—it's all our, our system. Lou and I talk about how our economic system is supposed to be. Nobody even knows the hell I'm talking about because it's the idea that that you know. It, I don't think there should be 200 basketball teams, but maybe there should be 40. But whoever it is, the number shouldn't be determined by the current 30. In, in any in any kind of economic theory that you have. So, I mean, that's, I think that's part of the problem. These guys are gifted. They can't screw up if they want to. I mean, what, they, they get a check from the radio and TV because they can they can conspire together to do the thing. They get the check from radio and TV that covers all their salaries. So an orangutan is going to make $100 million a year as an owner. So Yeah, but, 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 but again, the, 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 issue, the issue that I've got is that this guy, the... the Snyder's and, and the other NFL owners are, are playing by the rules that you know the, the federal government set up to deal with these kinds of, of multi-employer units. I mean that's how they're that's how they're operating, and and it's a it's a, a sort of an unholy alliance between between labor and and management. But that's that that's the law, and that's how they can that's how they can do what they do. It, it's not it's not a monopoly to the extent that that if if the union decided they didn't want to play ball anymore with with the uh, the, the uh, employer, this whole thing would come crashing but, down. But, it's but not you, like a it's not like you've got a, a bunch of guys who are manipulating the, the the whole environment. They they can't do that. They have to they have to work in conjunction with the union or this thing disintegrates. But you 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 and I and this that's, is our that's, that's true about the that's true about the NFL. It's true about the NBA right, and, he, and okay, to a lesser extent with MLB. All right, when you and I. This is the one thing we're 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 we're, we're never going to get on the same page about. So we might as well not get into it. But I I think that when you have a monopoly and a, just because a union goes up against the monopoly doesn't make it a fair game. Well, I'm I'm just saying the, the the monopoly shouldn't be there whether or not they have a 
a labor union or not has to me has nothing makes has nothing to do with it. Okay, so so the question I would ask then is, you know, is, is it a monopoly when the business the business uh, people can't control their own their own operation, but they have to work in conjunction well, okay, with the union? It's it's and an oligopoly. You take it down, right? It's an oligopoly. But my point is the reason why everybody knows that the thirty people, whoever it is, are so totally gifted that the only the only way they let another person in the club is if there's such a massive demand for another team that they get to sell the spot and, and they get and, and they get a fortune. I mean, Lou, if if we have, if there's five hot dog stands around some huge park, those five people don't get to decide whether there's a sixth hot dog stand, and by the way, they get to sell it and take the dough. I mean, it's, it's so far out of the world. I, mean, I, know, I know it's your world, and it's a world that everybody has gotten used to, and they love the draft, they love the stuff, but it's not any kind of economic world that is healthy. And, and, and it, I mean, we would never want, you would never want that for, for, let's put it this way, the man who said uh, competition is the greatest thing in the world for every industry but yours, is, is, it's true. But let's not let's not beat up on this one any more than we already have. But the point no, being, okay. But so, I'm saying so my my point my point is that this owner, for whatever reason, has stumbled into the crosshairs of of uh, the power structure, and and now the power structure has is now moving to 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 take him down, and it it's fascinating to watch. I mean, the Washington Post is writing stories about this, and I and I my my thought process is just. Put it, put it in the sports page where it belongs. But the idea that you would have congressional inquiries over, you know, internal management issues with this football team is is crazy. Well, I, I, I think it's, as you know, I'm with you always on that. <laughs> that the Congress is there just to get their face in the paper. I'm, I'm, you're never going to get me to argue about that, Lou. But the point is, these guys have been given. It, it's like if you gave ten people control. <laughs> well, we have. We give five people control of the entire options business. And one of them manages to misbehave and, and doesn't even can't even do that right without causing trouble. You sit there and go, what more can I give you? I mean, I, I mean this guy, he's, he's not a regular schmuck running his own saloon and, and grabbing some girls behind. He's, he's been given $100 million. Well, he, he bought it, but he, but he was allowed into a club that you can't screw up. And yet he still can't behave. That... that that's the. I mean, it's all part of. All of what I'm talking about is coming home to roost. This guy has been given the holy grail, and he still can't stop causing trouble. I mean, I think that's part of the issue with Congress. It's just one man's opinion. Well, I mean, I mean, and and let, let's be clear: the trouble that he has caused is is he he had a sexual harassment issue in his in his front office years ago. And and the people that were sexually harassed, the the cheerleaders, dancers, whatever whatever they are, the at the uh, commodores, um, and I'm going to call them the commodores. I refuse to call them the commanders. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know that the lieutenants the, the, at the com- <laughs> at the commodores. The, the the harassment problems were old, and the women that were involved didn't have enough sense or weren't advised properly or couldn't figure it out on their own to file their charges within the right time frame and so they don't have any recourse. And so now, you know, they're hammering on this this issue because they want something. And and it's not fair that they didn't get something for what, what they had to put up with. And and that's been driving the train for the last four or five years. 
Well, plus the emails come out, and I realize what a, what a, what a, you know in his, in his normal speech, what a no good Nicky is. He managed to get a, a coach fired, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I mean, he's he's an incompetent manager, but I mean, not you to want, mention the you team loses. Managers look across the street to the McCaskies. Well, not to mention the team loses. <laughs> they was that's what I mean. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Incompetent management. That that's it right there. I mean, I mean, the one the one constant in the NFL in the last thirty years has been the incompetence of the Redskin ownership and the incompetence of the Bears ownership. Although I guess it's probably better for the Bears since they actually got to a Super Bowl. Well, one year, but, they but managed, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it's it's astounding. Well, I mean, look at the look at the, look at Detroit. I mean, there's all kinds of people that. Yeah, Detroit. Detroit's another another good example. One, one um, year, Lou. If I told you this, this has had to be when uh, what's his name was still uh, was the announcer that went to become the general manager. Matty, he was a player. Oh, Matt um, Matt Millen. Matt Millen. No, they were they were the worst team in football. Remember they they drafted was it like four super super receivers in like over a span of like two years, and they had like nobody else. And one summer, I don't know. I think we might have been doing the show maybe very very early on. And uh, I'm reading that the teams that are over the salary cap in the summer. A lot of teams are over it in the summer, in theory, because then they get rid of people and so forth. But the, the Lions were the worst team in football. They were the furthest over the salary cap. <laughs> how do you how do you do both of those? And they were they they, they were over the salary cap by by light years over like any team that was any good. And yet they were they had won like two games a year before. Well, yeah, and this this goes this goes back to the the comment that I heard in 1993 when the collective bargaining agreement was was first announced, and I went to my first or second agent meeting, and the uh, union, the the players association guy gets up, and and their their one of their cost analysts gets up and says, "Let me tell you what this the CBA is going to do. It's going to expose incompetence." in NFL management real fast. If you're not smart, if you're a lousy GM, or you hire poor GMs, or you don't understand the system, and the people you hire don't understand the system, this is going to expose you, and you're gonna keep getting exposed until you get people in there who can figure it out. And and boy, truer, truer words were never spoken. Well, the Washington people, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what the Bears issue is. I mean, because they keep hiring people. I mean, they never, I guess they never, Hire people that they're willing that they're willing to give up any power too. They're always entry level coaches and that kind of thing. But I, I don't I don't know if I put my finger on it. Can you? I mean, it, uh, no. It, it's it's a it's a. I think it's the same issue that that Captain Underpants has, and that is you you can't if you're a lousy judge of talent and you're a lousy judge of competence, then then you are you are doomed, and and that that is part of a. That's, that's a huge part of the of the issue. Uh, I think that I think that if you can't if you can't get a hold of if you if you keep hiring just pure business people and you keep hiring people who look like you and sound like you, you're in this in this business. You're you're gonna you're gonna fall apart. Uh, one last thing before we go. I know we got to go. Um, apparently, the Russian aircraft either dropped or fired a missile. And then RC-135 operating uh, in, I believe it was in the Baltic. So it was a British RC-135, which is a long-range reconnaissance platform. That's the aircraft I used to fly, and uh, it that that's a 
that's a classic that is a classic uh, warning shot that that we were always advised about if if the Soviets decided they were gonna they were gonna make an issue out of something and and really do something serious the first the first warning would be would be a shoot down of an RC-135 or an attempted shoot down really just FYI what yeah. uh, you think is, is Putin hanging in there he must be oh, oh yeah oh he's doing he's doing fine there their their strategy uh, is is very clear now it's to take out they're, they're going to rely on winter it's to take out power it's to take out water and and let people start really freezing and, and having been really physically suffering and uh, it's going on in Ukraine right now with their their attacks on their power stations and it will it will hit Europe with the, with the pipeline being shut down and the gas deliveries being cut off it's going to hit Europe here in a few in a few weeks and and you'll see you'll see just how badly but people where, want to support Ukraine where do they get the mentality just out of curiosity that they can go attack Ukraine but if anything if Ukraine does anything in Russia it's considered an invasion what how do you, how do you get to do that? I get to, I get to punch you because, because I got because I got nuclear weapons and you don't. Well, I guess there's I a mean, re- that's your, that that's that's the that's the deal. Um, by by the way, uh, the, the the Twitter site Darth Putin, which is one of my all time favorites, just noted that a Russian Su twenty seven fired a missile near a British Air Force uh, Air Force uh, reconnaissance aircraft. It missed because Russian missiles only work against civilian targets. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, take care of yourself. Uh, don't don't get the snow over your head, for God's sake. Twenty three inches. Get your shovel ready. SB Futures uh, up it's eight. Not coming, it's not coming here, but but it'll be west of us for. Well, SB Futures up eight, and Nasdaq Futures uh, up ten. So looks like we're making an update here. We'll be right back. Stocks and Jacks, Mister Dan Janitas. Suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708 403 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed, and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of Home Source Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-349. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. 
I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation in the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. You may need now to make enough to exceed the amount that your leadership is depreciating the value of the dollars you've worked your whole life to accumulate. That same leadership has seen fit to maneuver risk-free interest rates to near zero. Providing positive risk-averse returns in a zero-interest and declining real-wealth environment is by far the toughest assignment I've ever had in my years as a money manager. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard that one way to possibly deal with this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. But I do know that if I didn't invest in gold or silver, I'd want to do it in the same manner as we do with PTI for investments in the market, with defined risk. If you feel the need to invest in gold or silver, we can do it using the same strategies that we use for our protected index program. No matter what you invest in, we feel that you need to know and control your risk. Find us at PTISecurities.com. That's PTISecurities.com. Hear ye, hear ye! The Homer Broadcasting System is on the air! Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now, right here, right now, right now. There's something happening here. Hello, welcome back, Stocks and Jocks. I'm Tamal. Mr. Mel Weber on the board. SP futures up 12 now. Nasdaq futures up by 19. We're trying to make a run for the upside here after we were down a little bit yesterday after two huge up days. I mean, Monday was a massive up day, so we're trying to make it a really big week. I kind of thought we'd be at least leaning to the upside here today. Uh, we'll see how much. Dan, how are you, bud? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing all right. So your your u- Uncle Erdogan uh, has decided to slash rates in the, in, the face of our, in the face of huge inflation over in Turkey. What do you think of that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a little little confusing. Yeah, the, the um, I think pretty much I think most countries around the world are on board with uh, rising rates. I know Canada is is going is signaling another seventy five basis points, and then certainly what's going on in the UK. And then yeah, you get over there and, and not quite sure what's going on. The, the political situation there has always been a, a struggling one or a real challenging one. I think to get your arms around, and I'm not that. You know, I'm not that on top of it, to be honest with you. It, it's not um, an area that we have looked at for investment purposes, although I'm sure I could find a few uh, relatives over there someplace that could, <laughs> that could help, me, help me out if I uh, decided to pursue it. Uh, Dan, I got a question for you. One of my, uh, well, we have several listeners now that uh, really can't wait for you to come in, and I can't either. I love it. Uh, um, it seems like a lot of the stuff you're doing and a lot of stuff I'm doing, uh, unfortunately, in the last year or so, not all the time. Sometimes it, you know, we go years where it's not really an issue. But it seems lately, you know, I, I've got a lot of positions in gold and silver for people and that kind of stuff. I mean, thank God we're 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 hedged. Uh, but a lot of it is being is being wung around. How's that for a term? Southside term, wung around by the dollar moving up and down here. Yes. And the dollar really, well, dollar moving two ways. Dollar moving. Up and down versus stock and other prices, meaning money supply growth and things like that, and st- and dollar moving relatively against other currencies, which for a long period of time in this massive monetary expansion worldwide, these guys have been these guys, these central bankers, have been remarkably coordinated, at least in my opinion, and yes. and uh, and now all of a sudden they're sort of not, 
and one of my or several of my clients have said, well, what do you think about instead of trying to deal with the stock market, deal with the bond market? Ask Dan, why don't, why don't we just why don't we just invest essentially invest in the dollar movements directly? In other words, I mean the 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 pound and the uh, euro dollar here. Not, not, I don't know if they're all time lows, but they're pretty close. And why don't if we think that's going to change? Why don't we just buy the euro or buy the buy the pound? thinking that it's come too far and not worry about the stocks and the, and the bonds it's, it's the same trade and and sometimes I think it is the same trade sometimes it's not this time I think they might be right but w- if, if you were going to do that what would you do I mean there's not a whole lot of I guess you could just if you had 300 grand in a bank you could walk over to Harris and, and buy, buy 300 grand worth of euros and put those in the bank I mean you could do that and just hope yeah, you know. yeah or you could do what I was actually just looking at prior to, to coming on was um, some Ford bonds. And Ford, as you know, has a really good rating right now from, from most agencies on the equity side. But on the bond side, you got to love the bonds. If you, if you like the equity, if you're giving the equity a, a you know, strong buy, you got to love the bonds. So um, I pulled up these bonds thinking, hey, they, you know, they're yielding 8-plus percent. They're just a little over a year um, maturity. And, you know, that's a nice, that's a nice coupon to clip turned out they're euros and then i hesitated and i said i'm going to come back to this because i think there could be some value there so um so so absolutely having some currency exposure knowing how to play it is going to be a little bit difficult because the thing about currency is there's so many different factors that play into it the obvious supply demand the obvious sovereign and political risks that that you deal with and then always the U.S. when there's global recession, global or talks of global recession, or just talks of global instability. The U.S. being the the safety net. So that's why our dollar has run up so much. That's why names like silver and gold, which we're in and you're in as well, because they are really good um, cushions in in almost any environment. But in this environment, um, you know, the, the dollar has risen um, a little too quickly. So. Yes, I do agree. In the future, there will be some opportunities, and the one way to play it may be to buy like a, a Ford bond that, that trades in euros. Um, I think the biggest concern with Europe still, and as much as we've seen this splattered all over the media, there's still concern as to how the energy situation works itself out over there. I don't think it's bad here. I think we have our own production, you know, despite what, what, you know what we're hearing for maybe the, the midterm elections. You know the, the the rhetoric that we're hearing on on the news. I think we're in good shape. Rates of um, gas prices have come down. Oil prices have have come down. And but I do think there's a lot more um, uh, trouble going on in Europe. And I think as the winter goes on, that's going to rise to the. You know that's going to be those are going to become bigger issues. So there, that on top of some of the political issues, you think of the UK. Um, and you think of some of the other countries, and I think that's why they're doing their own thing. You know that they're each thinking that they have a, you know, they have a, a unique situation. Um, and I do think it's your 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 thought about you know looking at the currency and, and seeing if there's ways of making money there is a great one. And um, you know the one example I bring off the top is uh, Ford. Now you're getting paid for these Ford bonds if you buy them by the euro. You're definitely getting paid. Um, you're getting paid pretty handsomely, I think, for a you know a, a, a stock that has that higher rating to get eight eight percent for a little over a year. Um, but you do have obviously the risk that 
the uh, euro trades weaker. But in this, you know, relative to the dollar. But in this environment, it's already trading pretty weak. So I would be on the side of, you know, maybe step in a little bit here and buy these um, one one year and four month bonds at eight percent. Well, we're um, well, we're talking uh, to, to be to be clear on this. I mean, and I, and I know you are, but to be clear on this, we're talking about legging the transaction because the the difference between uh, when when Dan's talking about the interest rate on this is higher than the ones here. Okay, so say the interest rate here for the next we'll call it a year, Dan, is is four percent, and these are eight. Correct. Roughly, roughly. So you're going to have to buy. You're going to have. We're going to have to convert your dollars into euros to buy the damn things, right? Yes. Okay. So, and, and we're going to get eight percent now. But at the end of the year, if you and I were to go to a <laughs> go to a bank, I guess even if they, they they probably still trade on some trading floor someplace on the Merck. Or yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. No, they they do. They trade on on interactive brokers. But I'm no. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about the bond. I'm talking about. A, if we were to go get a forward oh, contract, yeah. if we get a forward contract a year from now to to repatriate the euros back into the dollars, we're going to have to give up that four percent, probably, right? Not necessarily, because because that currency may have moved and it may have moved in the right direction, which is really what we'd be hoping by making this investment. But I mean, if if, if everything if everything new, if, in other words, the interest yeah. rate in Europe was going to be four percent higher than here, and everybody knew it for the next year. To repatriate the euros, it, the, the euro is going to have a four percent discount. Correct. If everything if everything is correct, if nothing changes between now yes, and then, but, yes. but I don't think that's the case. Oh, I don't either. But but I'm, but I'm saying that's the trade we're making, right? We're, yes. because yes. otherwise it would be. That's why the whole mortgage situation was such a was a was a bad joke. Is people were buying you know buying yen, we're getting loans in yen at two percent, converting them to dollars, and, and buying mortgages at six. But if you did the whole transaction and did the, the ten-year forward to get back into the into the yen or the dollar, you didn't make any money, right? Yeah, yeah it's hard. It's hard to make money that way. Yeah, but that's true. And it's and especially if the currency goes against you during that period. Oh yeah, then you're. What, what do you think about yeah. some of these trading? The reason vehicles? I like this name, this is just one that I mean, just happened to pop up, and it was just an example of what you were talking about. But the reason I think this could be worth a look is that first, it's Ford, and Ford has got a good. Um, reputation um, worldwide, so you can have a large investor base. It's a it's a very liquid. It's going to be a very liquid bond because of the size of the issue. It's got double B ratings by both agencies. It actually has a double B plus by um, S and P. And you know, a year and a half ish uh, bond to get eight uh, percent. You know, you're you know, it's a pretty good. I think it's a pretty good trade now. What could work against you is the currency if it's the values relative to the dollar between now and then. So that's the that would be the negative. Well, it's the same as, as buying the euro and have it go down further. Yes, exactly. That's basically what it, that's I, basically I, I, what it is. But it's a different way of playing it. We might get a little bit of yield out of it, like you said. It might be four, four, you know, whatever the basic basic, uh, um, you know, the the base rate is, which might be four and a half percent. By the way, Dan, I love it. I'm just, I'm just. Trying to educate people and what exactly we're doing when we do this because it's a it's a multiple t- stage transaction really right yes yeah and it's a way but it's also a way of 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 playing or participating in the other, in another currency that's been knocked down so much yeah 
I mean, the best the best way is just to take a trip to Europe. Oh well, yeah, um, and then buy some and buy some beers. That's where you're going to benefit. But here's the way that I think you could benefit without taking on the name of a foreign country that you're not familiar with. This way, you're taking on the name <clears throat> like Ford of a company that you're very familiar with that just happens to have a bond that was issued in euros. So, is there any truth to the rumor of you buying the big? Big huge house in Siena, and you're inviting us all over there like one, one week a year. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Oh, great. Hey, <laughs> hey, one uh, quick quick question. Uh, I was looking for again. I got some people who've been talking about this. I was looking around for trading vehicles, and I think there's some futures that you can still buy. Uh, you can go out uh, as far as you want on f- futures and maybe some options. But I was looking at one of these uh, ETFs. Is ULE is is the double the double euro? Which whatever's the double or, or triple, I'm always like. Yeah, you know, I don't know the math of those things, and I don't know if they really work so much. But this one appears to trade a little bit, and has some options that trade like by appointment or what do we used to call the trading floor Roach Hotel. You can check in, but you can't check out. Right, uh, exactly. But I mean, there, there are some some ETFs around that have these things. I guess my question: Have you ever traded any of them? I haven't, and I really were kind of reluctant to put people in stuff that. First of all, these these double double and triple things. I don't know if I like the math anyway in those things. Um, I mean, in fact, I don't trust them. But do you have any experience with any of these things? And these, like, uh, I, I don't. I mean, we do a little bit. Yeah, and I, I'm not really. That would not really be my thing either, because I I would think of that in the in the higher risk category. And anything that starts getting multiple levels of leverage yeah, involved yeah. during an environment where liquidity is. I wouldn't say it's drying up, but we're going to we're becoming less liquid than than before, um, and that's that's why I would be hesitant um, because when you get hurt, it's it's you're doubling doubling down on your on your losses. I do have a couple of ETF ideas that do fit this environment, and they're short. They're they're kind of boring, but they've actually tr- tracked up a little bit here um, over the last few weeks. And what they are are sh- very short term. Um, floating rate ETFs that benefit as um, the short-term um, rates and T-bill rates increase. And the most obvious one is, is T-bill, T-B-I-L, and that's based off of the three-month Treasury bill, but that's gone up. Another one is S-Gov, S-G-O-V, and that is that trades the zero to three-month T-bills. Another one is USFR, which is U.S. floating rate note, uh, floating rate ETF. And then TFLO, which is a treasury floating rate note. They're all very short term. They all, as interest rates go up, you get the higher rate. So you participate as interest rates go up. You got a really good downside protection. They're boring um, in the sense that you're not going to get a huge money yield there, but you're going to get a lot of stability. You like those, yeah, I do uh, think like we're going to continue than... to see higher rates. You know, it seems like what the, what day of the week is it, and if it's the day that that the equity market is rallying, there's not a whole lot of talk about the next Fed hike, but it's just around the corner. So we've got at least one, probably two, this year. Um, I would like to see them cut back a little in December, like maybe go from 75 to 50, but they're going to do their thing and, and, you know, most likely see 75. And so you just have to add that to where we are now and looking at not just the terminal rate um, as it impacts, you know, us globally or big picture, but how, it, how it's going to impact uh, individual companies. 
Well, Danny, you watch the rallies Monday, Tuesday, and people yeah. are absolutely giddy that the Fed's yeah. going to stop this and we're going back to happy days are here again with Netflix yeah, at yeah, 700 absolutely. hours or something. I don't know if I see that happen. I mean, I, again, I, I, I can't even begin to try and value this stuff now when I see them going all over the place because if ever there's been a market that can't seem to figure out what the value is, this, this is the market. But I, I mean, it, it seems like this administration and any administration will do whatever they have to do to get a rally in the market between now and November 8th. You know, so we got that Absolutely. going. Absolutely, we got yeah. that going for another another eighteen days. We've got everybody on TV going right back. You know, send us a check. You know, we're going to be up. We're going to be at forty eight hundred in the, in the S and P by the end of the year. Blah blah blah. That kind of crap. I mean, you can't the the droning on and on. But I don't see. You know, I mean, I, I don't know that Nvidia, which I have a lot of people involved in, is. Uh, you know, I don't know that it's going to eighty, but I don't. This idea that everything's everything's back to where. You know, it's 370 right around the corner from 121. I, I, ooh, I don't know if I see that either. Do you? Not not at all. I don't think there's a... I, I think this is a, you know, temporary... These are temporary uh, corrections, you know, that, that we're seeing in the market that's still very much a bear market. And I think that the important thing is to step back from that and not to really get sucked into the, to the political rhetoric that might be leading you in that direction or leading you away from it. And this is what I think, uh, as investors, we have been trained over the years to, to just kind of look right down the middle and see what are the biggest factors that face us. But one of the, and, and also how can we make money in this environment? And one thing um, that we've, we've talked about and we continue to look at is as yields go up and on those days when you're seeing higher yields, step in and like we were stepping in and buying the one year at 457 yesterday. We were stepping in and buying a four month treasury at 410 so those would be your sleep easy bonds and if you want to offset that with little risk fine um and then some of the corporates that we've discussed over the past the the omfs and the adts and the svcs where you're getting that additional yield sleep easy bonds but to go into the equity market expecting a correction is very difficult because a lot of those companies that that you're, you're thinking about investing in, not you personally, but people are thinking about investing in, will get hurt when rates get higher, and rates will go higher. So, you know, just be aware that it, in a couple of weeks we're going to see another bump up, and I think that's going to take it down regardless of what's going on. And the same thing on the political side. I think if there's news that's promising things and this whole thing with another gas tax, I mean, gas, um, what do you call it, kind of cutting the, um, or putting more reserves out out uh, because of the whole horrible problems with gas prices. Well, I would I would like to say that there's more horrible prices in the grocery store yeah. because I got gas the other day for three bucks and then I went to the grocery store and, and saw the chicken that is normally, you know, last year was six bucks for a couple chicken breasts, now it's 15. So there absolutely is still inflation and there's inflation in the service industry and there's absolutely still a dis, you know, a, a we, we have a disjointed labor market that is going to only cause trouble, and we have other issues overseas, and we absolutely still have supply chain issues. I don't care what anybody says. Dan, what the- a lot of people here in South Florida are trying to replace green porches, myself included, and we were told that there was a year wait before the hurricane, and now, you know, and then trying to find people to work, and, and pretty much every um, vendor or uh, landscape business or whatever says they're short-staffed and 
they ask the same questions, ironically, that I ask. I don't know what these people are doing, but we're still in a tough environment. We're still in a very tight environment, I, I believe. And although there's some optimism, like you see people traveling, you also got to remember the airlines. I think it was United that came out the other day, and you would just you just would think that they had found like the you know the 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 best possible way to manage their business. Well, what they've done is they've cut flights. Delta's yeah. cut a lot of flights. They can't get staff, and so they're not going to be able to grow because until they can provide additional incentives and build some new, you know, get some Boeing to get some new planes. Um, but you got to remember, we have a lot fewer planes flying. And although the, some people are still able to afford traveling, there are a lot of people who aren't. Well, Dan, and what so is that's my next... A lot of other factors going on that seem to get, you know, like ignored when, you know, you have a nice little rally like we did earlier in this week. I don't see that rally having legs um, because I think there's way too many... Um, obstacles that are still here in the near term, and we are in that long-term secular trend where we're seeing contraction. And I mean contraction in in business, not necessarily contraction right. in earnings, but initially, but contraction in business, and then also um, higher rates. Well, Dan, where do you a lot of what you're saying here? Because I, you know, I, I try and keep track of everything you say from the beginning of the show to the end, and and, and from last week. What? Where do you see, I mean, uh, even though you express it a lot differently than me, I think you're seeing somewhat of a, of a conflict here in that you see uh, income on individuals and, and people in the businesses kind of contracting, and yet, you know, this is my favorite theme this week, and I don't bore, bore everybody else with it some more, but uh, you get into these oligopoly cartel situations, cartels implying that they're talking to each other. I don't know what they are. So say oligopoly situations. I mean, you have a United Airlines that is basically, you know, uh, is, is crowing like a rooster about 25% year-over-year increase in, in revenue per mile. And a, a, because of maybe they've cut back on some planes and stuff, they're pretty much full. And yet you and I are seeing whole different size. Yeah. Chunk, chunks of society that are never going to take a flight at these rates. Right. And we're also seeing, I mean, I don't know how, I mean, I think some of these old people were pretty smart. I mean, Henry Ford said, you know, I have to pay people enough where they can buy my car. Uh, right. You know, I mean, the idea of what percentage of the population now can afford a $47,000 average new car price, I'm going to say 50% of the population is never going to own a new car. Well, that that that's... Somewhere along, this collides. But since we only have, you know, a, f- a few auto manufacturers, we got some foreign competition. There's more than a few there. But somewhere along the line, there's a collision here coming. And it's funny you mentioned oil because Joe Biden, I mean, he does what he can do I mean, to get elected or to get his people elected. But the, the idea of putting money out of the, stuff out of the reserves, for God's sake, our Bob is two sixty-seven. You're paying three something. In, in, in California, they're still paying six. Somehow, some way, this is a California problem. Whether it's a California yeah. blend, whether because clearly somebody cannot fill up a tank in Oklahoma. I mean, a, a big tank and drive to California and say, "Here, here's all the gas you want at at two seventy five. I mean, somewhere there's rules in place where you can't do that. Those are the problem. And why? How is one state six bucks and some other state three and a quarter? When when people can drive from place to place with a tanker. Right. So when you look at the averages, the averages are are, are higher. I mean, California definitely 
bumps those averages up when you're looking at national Well, Chicago, we're, we're four mid-fours in the burbs, mid to upper fives in the city. And our Bob is, is 267. And from my years here, and you're maybe smarter at this than me, isn't the, the regular price of gas at the pump somewhere between 80 and 90 cents above our Bob? Maybe a buck? It shouldn't be. That's about right. Yeah. It shouldn't be three bucks or right. two and a half. I mean, where, where, where's that coming from? I mean, some places have gone up on the taxes, I know, but uh, yeah. still, still. I mean, if our Bob's two sixty-seven and you're paying six fifty at the pump in San Francisco, I mean, the, the question is not with Joe Biden in the, in the in the strategic reserve, is it? No, it's more of the. It's the. I think the, the energy companies. I, I there's a lack of consistency. Um, I know they're trying to do something strange here in Florida. It seems like every gas pump for the last uh, couple of weeks has been uh, 339 for regular gas, no matter where you go. And prior to that happening, you were seeing some that were getting close, to, that had a two-handle on them, um, like a 299 handle, and then all of a sudden everything um, was pr- you know repriced, you know whether in the northern part of the state or east or west, and, and I'm not sure what, what what's driven that. But I do agree with you going back to cartels and having other factors that influence pricing that are difficult to difficult to analyze or put in your, you know, when you're actually doing a model and, and trying to determine where gas prices come out. Um, what I've decided is what we can't understand there, we can understand a little bit better when it comes to things like food and housing. And we need to because those are bigger prices, monthly prices for consumers and there are a lot of mixed messages out there because there are a lot of people flying and traveling and renting cars and taking up seats on planes and there's um i think this sort of extra cash that's been sitting on the sides is is dwindling and i think the savings rate is going to continue to drop and you know people are smart they'd be seeing that hey now i can get a little bit more in my savings rate maybe it's okay to cut back for a little while uh but that just isn't the way most of human nature works. When do you think? When do you think these banks? I, mean, I think you can probably go to a lakeside or somebody like that. These smaller banks, which Chicago is blessed with, and get a little something. When are these big banks yes. going to be able? How, how long are they going to be able to not pay any money? I mean, it's ins- insane to me. Yeah, they're going to have to. They're going to have to start. They're going to have to start paying. I mean, especially where you can get. You know, you, I mean, I know interactive brokers that you're getting two point five eight on your cash. Um, like I said, buying four month T bills for four ten. Yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty good. You know, you can't really lose there, and you know you can't always. I think that's great about a T bill is you can always sell it. It's yeah. not like a CD. Well, not only that, so you it's can, an opportunity to buy higher rates. Just go into the higher rate when it's available. Well, I should know this, but if you if you have a T bill sitting in your account, it's ninety percent marginable, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much because you're getting it's zero coupon, right? So. No, I'm saying if you if if you if you dump a million bucks in uh, PTI, oh, using and, my, yeah. and when we go buy a million dollar worth of T bills, you want to buy stock tomorrow? You buy stock. It's not like yeah. you, you know, it's not like you can't. No, you, yeah, that's that's another way to look at it. That's yeah, definitely. So uh, your your place uh, pretty much back together? Not quite. We're we're uh, still needing to get a roof uh, redone, and that's part of the process here. So the slow process. But the bigger problem is trying to find um, contractors. Yeah, well. because they're in few, they're in few and and far and very high demand. Um, and a number of them have told me um, themselves that they've had trouble finding workers in this environment. So um, it's 
yeah, it's a, a kind of a, a different world. So it's just going to take some time. You know, but I've been through the process before a few times, and it's uh, it's 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 just a time. You know, well, I mean, if you're normally if if you normally do twenty roofs a year, and now they want you to do fifty roofs in a week, you're going to be short people. Yes, that, that that's going to happen no matter what. But they were even short people before that. So that's uh, <laughs> and the other thing is supplies. So there oh, yeah. is a supply chain. There are supply chain issues with certain products. Well, and yeah, materials like aluminum and screen and and those t- those types of things. So it just takes a little bit longer. But uh, but big picture, you know, everybody's pitching in and we're getting through it. And it's um, every every day is a little bit better. So we well, at least got the alligators and snakes out. A few of them, yeah. I've seen a few of them here and there. So oh god, <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I don't think I'm a big Florida guy. But I'm going to travel to get humidity, bugs, and alligators. I think I might be out on that. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Dan, Dan, take care of yourself, buddy. By the way, good stuff on this uh, this Ford Barn. I think we might have some interest in that from some of my people, actually. Well, we'll I'll talk to them yeah, today about it. Yeah, good one. And the other one I don't know if I mentioned was Pitney Bowes. Uh, okay. They have a uh, lawn that's like a little over a year that you can get um, 8%. And that's a you know, company too. All right, thanks, man. Have a All good right. weekend. SP sure. Futures up seventeen. As if he's up forty-two, come back. We'll talk about our, our our football bets. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits food sports travel fitness and a whole lot more luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures it's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into wall street's investment gurus it's for mavericks who believe in life luxury and the pursuit of happiness it's for you smart investors don't bet on possibilities they play the probabilities luckbox is 7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Hello, this is Tom Howard, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you're aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. At PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it is time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello, Wolfpack Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tom Amos, Brett Weber on the board. 
this is interesting. Uh, we had the big rally here where we had the S&P up 21 and the NASDAQ up like 15 or actually more than that, like 30. And all of a sudden they all come flying down as uh, UK Prime Minister Liz Truss resigns. What, was she there, Matty? Three weeks? A month? What the hell? <laughs> Swirly getting squirrely or what? Uh, as Dow futures are up 195. Over in Europe, we've got... No, I won't, we're not going to get the latest in the FTSE here because we have a little delay. Matter of fact, well, I'll, I'll put this off for a little bit because uh, we're not going to get those numbers. Uh, Nikkei down 250.9%. Shanghai down 9.3%. Hang Seng again down 231, 1.4. At some point, this is going to cause some problems here. These these markets keep dropping over there. 16,280. Uh, uh, Japanese yen hits two, 150 against the dollar, which is... A big move there. Yesterday, we're down 99 in the Dow, down 24 in the S&P, down 91 in the Nasdaq, but still way up for the week. Uh, bonds, uh, positive one is a 4.14 to Bund, positive three 2.40. Japan unchanged at 0.25. Got oil big rally here this morning, almost two percent, 1.1 dollar 66, 87.21. Brent up 141, 93.82. Natural gas up five cents, 551. Uh, we've got gold. A little, little bit of a rally here, up 810, 1642, silver up 28 cents, 1864, copper up 7 cents, 339, uh, Bitcoin down 24 bucks, 19,177, but quiet. We've got the, the U.S. dollar versus the pound. The pound is uh, is up 53 basis points now, to one, back to 1.112, 1 1.12. Uh, Euro also up 45 basis points to 0.98. As again, uh, Liz Truss has resigned. Uh, she's going to stay until a successor is chosen. This is this is wild. Maybe we got for us uh, traffic weather sports. Was that a month? Did she get a pension? Good question. 37 minutes past the hour. Good morning once again to everyone out there. We do have some accidents piling up here, which is not good for a Thursday morning at this hour. A couple on the Dan Ryan. First, we'll start on the uh, outbound local lanes. There's a crash blocking the left lane right at Garfield Boulevard. That's exit uh, 578. And uh, that's blocking the left lane. And then on the inbound side, uh, further south there on the on the Ryan, uh, just before 79th Street, there is a crash that's causing delays. So a couple of incidents on the Ryan this morning. No issues on the Bishop Ford or I-57. We did have an earlier crash on the Stevenson at Route 53. That's been cleared. Now there's a new crash on the Stevenson. This is on the inbound side just before County Line Road, exit 276. That's causing uh, congestion. And then... Um, North of there, it uh, looks like on Butterfield Road at 22nd Street, there's a crash in the western suburbs. North of there, North Avenue, which is Route 64. At Villa Avenue, there's a crash in Villa Park. And then uh, we did have that earlier crash on the Kennedy at Costner. That's been cleared. But we do have all kinds of slow travel times due to these multiple uh, crashes uh, this morning. So uh, think about that as you're heading out. But we do have dry conditions. And we will warm up a little bit from what it's been the last couple of days. A sunshine and a high of... 59 today and then we'll be in the 60s and even lower 70s over the weekend so uh, the cold weather seems to be behind us at least for a few days right now it is clear and 35 going up to a partly cloudy high of 59 for our phoenix listeners partly cloudy with a high of 90 today right now it's clear and 65 in sports the bulls opened their season last night beating the heat down in miami 116 to 108 suns beat the mavericks 107 to 105 in their season opener MLB playoffs, Padres beat the Phillies 8-5. That series is tied at one game apiece. Astros beat the Yankees in the opener of the ALCS 4-2. They lead 1-0. 
Thursday night football tonight. It'll be the Arizona Cardinals hosting the New Orleans Saints. Cardinals are two and a half point favorites. That game will kick off at 5.15 local time down in Phoenix, 7.15 up here in Chicago. And of course, that game will be carried on Amazon Prime Video. Chief, by the way, uh, we have no Colin this morning, so we'll go straight to John Flanagan. Where is he? Uh, he uh, had to bail. He had some sort of conflict that came up. Well, he, well, he was 2-2 two and two last week. He was 2-2 two and two last week. He's been kind of hovering around 500 looking to get hot, uh, but then something came up this morning, so he'll be back next week. Well, he might be Or maybe he can call him tomorrow. Well, he, uh, yeah, he can do that. But he, also, he has the uh, Kansas. He was plus 9. They, they lost by 10, so he would have been 3-1 at I one know, more that, point. That's a tough one. They got down big early, then they came back and, and made that a game, but, uh, yeah, couldn't quite cover. Plus Mississippi State didn't help him. Nope. What, uh, what happened with the player dying down there? I didn't hear that. I was just... Uh, Google in Mississippi State is talking about a football player dying. I, don't know, I thought maybe you knew something about it. Do we have Mr. Flanagan? We do. We do, Tom. Unfortunately, I can't fill Colin's shoes for you, so I'll, I'll miss him today, too. But what, what do you mean? I hear, I hear you had big dough on the bulls last night. I hear you're a <laughs> sneaky gambler. <laughs> Just saying, you know. You got your, you got your little machine there, your phone, and yep. you're tapping away watching the game. Bulls actually look pretty good. I watched some of them. Some of it, Matt. Without... You know, two of their best players. No Levine last night, who um, his knee was a little sore, I guess. Uh, so unfortunate that he's out for the season opener. And then we knew Alonzo Ball was going to be out for a significant amount of time. But DeRozan was awesome. Io Dosumu, the um, second-year guy out of Morgan Park High School and, and University of Illinois, he was great. And then uh, some of the new guys off the bench, Goran Dragic was, was terrific, yeah, yeah. The, the new uh, backup point guard. He was awesome. So, yeah, it was a good win. Miami's a good team. Uh, it seemed like the... The center and uh, DeRozan worked work really well together, more so than I saw. I seem to recall last year. Yeah. Had a good assist. Hopefully that's an improvement. I mean, they have if they can get Levine and Ball back and, and have them actually be healthy and good, and they can keep Caruso healthy, who's kind of their best on-ball defender, they added some good veteran pieces off the bench. I mean, they should be, wor- at worst case, as good as last year, and, and best case, a little better. Well, if that kid ever, ever shows up in his potential at forward Williams... Williams' name? Uh, what's his yeah, name? Patrick Williams. I mean, I, I think he's got a lot of talent. I mean, he I, does, but man, he's just—I he, mean, he did nothing last night. A couple, couple times he went to the hoop, pretty, pretty quick. He's—he's he's super athletic, super young. He's got big hands and, and, and big wingspan. He's really good defensively. He's just got to be more aggressive and, and maybe more confident because he's got all the tools. Well, it's hard to be aggressive with. Well, that's one thing good about Levine not being there because the guy—the guy's allergic to leather. Yeah. I mean, you're never going to get the ball when that guy's on the court. I mean, I, I like him, but... Uh, well, he, I mean, yeah, he's going to get his shots up just like DeRozan. Well, yeah. That's why Ball makes that team so much better because yeah. he's such a pass-first guy and he really pushes the tempo and he only shoots when he's open. I mean, he's a he's a, he's, he's turned out to be a really good point guard, but he just can't stay healthy. Well, what are the, let's talk a couple seconds, then we'll, then we'll dive in with John. But, John, feel free to pile in. What do you, what do, you do with guys that... I mean, obviously they have a ball under contract, but what do you do with... Cubs, Sox, you know, football's different because it's such a collision sport. What do you do with guys who are constantly, constantly hurt? I mean, his ball, I mean, the, he's the Bulls, the Bulls got him, so you hope he just comes back, but I, I don't know, do, how many point guards come back from two knee, knee surgeries? Yeah, it's, uh, historically, it's not good. If you have a, if you have a knee surgery and then, you know, what was it, six months later, yeah. so you have to get another knee surgery because the first one... You know, didn't take or didn't get everything. Uh, that's that's not good. No, and I don't know what. I mean, as much as a. Oh, by the way, did you you get the big uh, news flash yesterday? That the Cubs are lowering their season ticket prices next year because they're 
their their attendance is down to what 2007 levels or 2000 somewhere down really there. yeah wow who would have How guessed much that well they, I, I didn't read that part i mean what you dig that up, man? I talked to talk to Giants. See how much they're. They were uh, they were middle of the pack in attendance this year in paid attendance. You know, call it fifteenth or something out of thirty. They were right around there. I'd have to look up the exact number. So not you know, but but part of that is because they they got up to such a bad start. Even though they played pretty well in the second half of the season, they they had such a horrible first half. I mean, no one was going to those games. Uh, so yeah, not surprised to try to get more butts in the seats, lower them a little bit. They had the second highest prices in baseball, only behind Boston. Well, and I who also stunk last. I, I would say they're they 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 took in they're published as what probably two million something. I'm gonna say they yeah. I'm gonna say they had eight hundred thousand no shows, maybe a million. It said the oh, headline yeah. that I'm pulling up here is Cubs dropping 2023 season ticket prices by largest percentage in at least 30 years. Whoa! When have they ever dropped them? They could drop them one percent, and it'll be largest percentage in 30 years. Per multiple reports, the average price of season tickets for Chicago Cubs games is being reduced by 5.1% for next season. <laughs> like I said, really? That's the largest annual average decrease since at least 1991. All right, so my $100 seats are going to 95 bucks. Thanks. Well, I guess it's better well, than I'm going. Have the amenities kind of outpaced the, the ability of the fans to support it? I mean, are they... You would think with all of the additions to that physical plant... Um, the people will be, you know, storming the the you know bulwarks to get in there, but it's, that certainly hasn't happened. Uh, you well, still need a you know a team to draw. You need, you well, need one of my buddies has he's a gr- has a group with four seats, and he gets twenty games or something. I'm going to say the last six games he went to, he went by himself. He couldn't get anybody to go with him for nothing. That's pretty scary. Yeah, and as, as you said, Tom, you know the, the, the length of these games. You know, no matter how many butts you can. Get, and get to fill the stadium. But can only take so much sitting there. <laughs> so the official paid attendance numbers. Um, so the Cubs were a little better than I thought. Actually, <coughs> they averaged thirty-two thousand three hundred and five uh, in paid attendance, which was good for eleventh in the major leagues. They did uh, two point six million. I'm going to say that in paid attendance, there's a million no shows. Yeah, very possible. Uh, Speaking of which, may they, what is the deal with with Miami? The the top thirty rows last night, an, an opening night. They had to be twenty percent full. Yeah, they're, it's a horrible sports town, just like L.A. But I mean, it, but I mean is, does the rest town. of the seats going up look the same way? I bet there was five thousand people there last night for the season opener, and they're a good team, and they're playing a large market team that has a lot of Chicago area people that live down there. Um, yeah, very surprising to see that few people at the game last. So, night. row four in the middle court. Is it a sold? And the guy just doesn't show up, and they're not. I can't believe. I imagine sold. the lower seats are all sold. I would imagine, but it they were sparse. They were, yeah. Man, I don't... There's a lot going on in this economy that I clearly do not understand. No, that's why we have Jan in here. Jan, you got it all figured out. What do you think of this lady in the in, uh, UK resigning already? Six weeks. Boy, that's, that's longer than some people said she'd be in there. <laughs> well, I mean, she, but, I mean, what, what, where did she come from in the first place? I mean, did she have any backing? She shows up, and the budget has this big tax cut in there. Everybody comes flying at her with it, and she pulls it back, and they fires the one guy, and now... She's out. I mean, is there anybody behind her? I mean, are we going to put Boris Johnson back in? What are we going to do here? I don't know. I, you know, this is the thing. I, I can't remember such a volatile situation in UK and in Europe overall in my lifetime, where you know the the, fi- the threat of financial meltdown is real. Um, you've got 
you know, all of the associated problems with energy disruptions and a war that you know implicates the UK like every other European nation raging um, in Europe and, and then you get the political instability that clearly shows there's nobody who can take charge of this and get the people behind them um, it's it's a bad bad you know confluence of, of a bunch of things that are likely to make it a, a very tough winter for the UK well, and plus the, the rest of Europe. The COVID policies, we're, we're, not, we're not even close to getting a, a tab for those. I mean, not, 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 I mean the, the, the physical stuff, I mean, how much stuff wasn't produced, how much backup, I mean, back, I mean even, even the stuff Dan was talking about, you know, you can't get screens and you can't get roof stuff down in Florida. Well, in the America, you and I know, somebody goes to the Home Depot in Chicago fills up a big truck and drives down there. I mean, it, this is this is this is America, right? That our our whole our whole plus in life is we can maneuver stuff around like nobody else ever could. We've got rails, we've got highways, we got everything. Yet somehow or another, it's it's just not happening, John. Like in, in the same kind of speed. I mean, and, you know, and if you're sorry, Maddie, but if you're if you're younger, you you sort of say, well, what do you mean? It, it looks like it's going all right, but if, if you drop back, I keep using World War II references, but in three and a half years, look, look at what we produced. Look what we changed in six months after Pearl Harbor, nine months. I mean, this has been, you know, this has been a while now with this COVID. This has been a while with stuff. I don't see the reaction the same way. Now, we've got some coming overseas now. No, nobody wants to make the investment because, uh, you know, we don't know if it's going to go back overseas, if the next administration, whoever it is, or this one, changes all the rules again and says China's okay again. I mean, it, it, everything seems to be in a state of total, I'll say, muck or flux or something. I don't even know what the term would be. And I don't know, I don't know how you would even start to fix it, John. I mean, it, I mean you, you'd start a little bit. You've got education back a year and a half at least. So you basically pissed away all that money for a year and a half and nobody got educated. To, to a certain extent, and now you've you promoted them anyway. So now you've got people coming out of school dumber than they used to be, for lack of a better term. I mean, I, I don't see a real... It's not like we can't come out of this. We can. It just seems like somebody's got to say, hey, look, we're going to start doing this, 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 and this. At the end of two months, we're going to do this. We've, we've, we've got to make steps in the right direction, and I don't know that I'm seeing them. No, Tom, you and I you can talk about these things, and we can we can talk about behavioral issues that... You know the masking policies and home, you know, Zoom sessions for schools. You know, forced kids to regress. Um, but there is absolutely no outcry that I can see on a national level that points out how really dire this has become. Um, and it's always, you know, all we have to do is throw money at problem A, B, C, or whatever. And it clearly is not enough at this point to just have money because we're. we're the money faster than we can print it, and we're just digging to deeper holes for ourselves. There isn't enough engagement with really how much damage politicians all the way through the system um, should have been held accountable for what they did. And these people are still, you know, I use J.B. Pritzker as example number one, really, um, who takes no real political heat, I don't think, for what he really did. I mean, it's talked about a little bit in the debates, but you know, it isn't the kind of place where anybody is, is ever going to really take responsibility for anything like this because they know it would be the death of their political careers. But there, sh- there should have been a lot of politicians who went down because of this. I mean, Liz Truss is one example of how quickly this can happen. But 
we don't really see anybody in this country paying the price for well, the John, damage how do you they did on both sides of the aisle. It doesn't matter whether you're Democrat or Republican. Um, but they, they participated in this, the unelected CDC, the unelected AFT, all these operations that don't take political flag. They're not even political you know, creatures as such, but they seem to wield tremendous power over the political system. None of these people ever change jobs. But, Jan, it's, um, I mean, how, how did you read... I don't usually read this stuff, but I happen to be <laughs> bored the other day. I get the Tribune online, so I open it up, and I, I read uh, uh, Pritzker's uh, endorsement, and then I read the endorsement of, like, five or six of the uh, representatives. And the Tribune norm doesn't normally <coughs> endorse anybody who's Democratic, but now they are. But, God, Jen, if, if you read it, if, if you gave that to somebody from that was alive 40 years ago, if I, if I gave those to my mother... She would look at him and say, "What? what where is this? this? This can't. This can't be America." I mean, I, I know that when it's my time to leave planet Earth, a lot of people say, "There goes a dinosaur." I, I get that part, but somehow or another, John, I can't. I can't just roll like water off a duck's back when people do weird stuff. I mean, I I came from the trading floor. If if somebody ever reneged on a trade, my job was to make two hundred trades a day with people. If all of a sudden I couldn't trust somebody, I. I don't. I don't really care what a, what it was about them. Whether they had a bad childhood, whether they got. I mean, it was a deal breaker for me. It's it's just done. Like I could never vote for Hillary because she let people trade in her account and put winners in there that weren't hers. It's a deal breaker for me. I, I can't go there. I just, and and I so I read the Tribune editorial now. Part of this I blame on on you guys, Republican side, is there doesn't seem to be any legitimate. Somebody you know. Uh, a legitimate opponent. I mean, so I'll, I'll pick up two. Well, one is, is Pritzker. They said, well, it was the sleaziest act like they've ever seen to, to pay, to uh, buy ads for Bailey to knock out people that were more qualified. Well, you know what, John? To me, that's a deal breaker. I, I can never vote for that man. I don't care. I'm going to probably vote for a libertarian or somebody. But but the, but always their, their comeback in this was, yeah, but this guy Bailey is a nothing. I mean, if, if if there was anybody there moderately talented, they get the impression that they would love to put somebody else there because they can't stand this guy because he because it is sleazeball move. And yet, and, and then they flipped over to Jesse's kid, and now we you know on the show we're we're very uh, supportive of uh, of Karen Reeves, spectacular lady. At the last minute, Jesse's kid gets all his money from uh, one of the crypto places, and then he and he puts some ads on now. Now, I'm not blaming Jesse's kid for doing that, I'm, but now you got a 17-person hard-fought election, and what do they get? 27% show up, 30. So is it the population's problem? So now they, the Tribune, in, endorses Jesse. Guess what? They, guess what good they said about him? They go, well, he traveled around the world with his dad, so he has this worldwide view that's probably very positive. That was it. He traveled with his dad. <laughs> That belongs in a humor one-on-one class. Yeah, what are we talking But yet, the other person, there was nothing good they could say about the Republican side because I'm sure it was some total right-wing nut job, you know, against abortion, against this. I mean, somebody that, that absolutely is not electable anywhere. I mean, I don't know who the guy is. I mean, I'm, I'm probably being disparative, but it's not like there's anybody else they can say, well, Guess what? We've got this good guy over here, so we don't have to vote for Jackson's kid. It's it's like the you read this thing; it's like the dumb and down of America. Now, of course, they they said good things about Mike Quigley and a couple other people, but but still, I mean, I you you sit there and go, 
okay, well, this, this Flanagan guy is a crook. He's, he drinks the four every night, and all he does is, is, is bet on the next pitch of baseball games all night long and then soccer games after that. But, oh, by the way, the guy the, we're embarrassing him because uh, the other guy's worse. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, nowhere did you hear anybody that I know of sticking up for Bailey for being the only Illinois politician that took on Pritzker. Yeah. For just what he did under the lockdowns. And whether, whether he's a nothing or he's got a political future like Pritzker does, he's the only one who stood up to him. And to me, that, that either shows he's the best of a, of a very bad bunch, or that this bunch is completely unspeakable, that the only one person had enough nerve to take this jerk on. Yeah. And, I mean, and as far as the Tribune, you know, any of these endorsements now by newspapers, Tom, I, I think... I'm with you on that. I'm just... Oh, they're I'm complete jokes, and, and you got, now you've got the Sun-Times owned by a nonprofit, so we can't endorse... Anybody and of course this is an arm of the government anyway. It's Chicago Public Radio, but Jan, funded with taxpayer money. Should we really be taking any kind of news, let alone political endorsements from a government organ? Yeah, but but Jan, if if you were to come out tomorrow, if you and I were to come out and say we are starting a newspaper or we're buying one because they're all more available, uh, we're buying a newspaper in Chicago or other places, uh, and, and by the way, we're going to hire reporters. We're going to do real news. We do all stuff. We're going to have a Washington correspondent. We're going to have a, a, a you know a, a correspondent of the UN. We're going to have all this stuff, and all you have to do is pony up fifty cents a day for the paper. John, that speech would be a fart in church. People people rag about not getting the news. They wouldn't pay for it if their life depended on it. No. So where so where does it start? Does it start with the people, the turnout? Does it start with the people who, who's, who recognize this that they can essentially take control of this country? With, with with investments. I mean, the, the, the guys with a million dollars to the lady in Arizona took control of, of the system here and got themselves a sweetheart tax deal or a continuous sweetheart tax deal. And, and she is bareface out there saying, I'm not doing it unless you, you take care of these guys. Well, didn't you get a million dollars to them? Yeah, what's the problem? I mean, we, the, the morality, is, the merit morality and, and what's right and wrong has dropped off the stage. So you can, you can run around pointing fingers like you and I do, the fact is, it's all the same finger point. It's all the same subject, isn't it? Well, if, if, if there had been anybody in the legislature, you know, Bailey, put it, him aside as the only example here of somebody who had, who had some gumption, but all of the executive orders that Pritzker has strung out now for going on three years should never have been executive orders right. of any kind of duration in the first place if you had a legislature that was doing its job. Right. I always thought it would have been a legislative act to close businesses, not an executive act, and not one that you can just keep renewing the authority to extend these things. But it, it, whether it's in the U.S. Congress or the state houses or any place else, nobody had enough nerve to do that. When Prisker would get up in front of so-called you know press members to talk about the latest COVID numbers, he was surrounded by people who were all in his camp. The questions were already screened by somebody who read them. Uh. Same person about that. What, what had already been decided, he was willing, ordained to answer. Well, but he got away with it. Uh, and this is just because the newspapers were reporting on it. Nobody else seemed to give a blankety blank about. Well, you know what? I don't, people I, were getting paid to, to look after this stuff. Well, so. and one day, and one day, let's fight about that because I remember listening to a news conference in the car on a Sunday, and he he didn't want to go to a, some other kind of mass thing. He was resisting it because the lady in Michigan had already. He had, I don't know, I couldn't tell who they were, but they were obviously female because I tell the voices, but 
they're f- these four women were at him like there was no well you don't care if people die here the the, the governor of Michigan obviously seems to care but they they were brutal to him when whenever he didn't whenever he didn't go to the, the if somebody did something he if he didn't do more there were there was a whole group of people there that just was driving the hell out of him to do I mean he I'm saying well, what are they what do why were you dumb enough to call that conference <laughs> so what's the matter with you I, I mean I it worked both ways there Demi- but let's talk, I mean I I think it it, it starts from kind of well look at the Matt Murphy's come on the show with us. I mean, I, I I really like the guy. I, I consider him a friend. I mean, I'm an acquaintance. I won't say a friend, but he's now a real successful lobbyist. I mean, Durkin, the guy who was the, the head Republican in the state Senate, he's got some huge law firm that he's, he, he doesn't want a full-time job like the government or the governor. So, I mean, there's reasons why the people who maybe could have put a run here want no part of it. They're making a fortune doing other things. I mean, it, we're not we're not getting the best people, I guess is what I'm saying. No, but it's, it's in the city level, too, with the... Yeah. Well, that's that's that's. We could spend a week talking about what's going yeah. on in the city council. It's pretty interesting, but it's symptomatic of a bigger, much bigger, more and more troubling issue. But for some reason, we're not, we don't want any part of the best people there, and and they're making money. You 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 do a lot better as a as a as a you want to call them a, a, a sleazer hanging around government than you do in government. I mean, I, for and whatever that's, that's reason. That's by design too, Tom. I mean, oh yeah. It gets to these people long before they get any kind of visibility, and and. That doesn't end run and prevents them from ever going anywhere. Well, Jan, we got the S&P. We'll talk to you on Monday. The SP, yep. SP futures are down 12. NASDAQ down 65. We were up at least that much before this UK announcement came out. I don't know why that's turned us into the dumper here, but it sure has. Uh, back tomorrow, Stocks and Jacks. What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. I guess we learned not to do it again. Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI ProDirect. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. Cairo Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968.